Bill. How are you? Hey, Mike. All right. So, uh, I just w- I wanted you to uh, talk about the improvement you've seen in Philip Dorsett in terms of his route running and how he has worked, um, I guess, if you can work on timing, how he's worked on his timing with Tom and how important that is as a receiver. Uh, right. Well, the, the timing in the passing game between the quarterback and all the receivers, tight ends, and, and running backs is um, obviously critical. Sometimes it's just one split second makes the difference between a completion or a big play and and a bad play. So um, it's something that they all work on. Um, you know, Phil again has had a, had an opportunity to start at the beginning of this year, the off-season program. OTAs, the beginning of training camp, it's a lot different than um, at this time last year when it wasn't even on our team uh, a year ago today at this point. So he's um, way ahead of that, and we still have a long way to go, a lot of work to do, but he, he works hard at it. Um, he's a smart guy that can play multiple positions, and he's been out there every day working hard. Bill, if I can follow up, is there something to be said for a receiver knowing how to use his, which he has a lot of speed, is there something to be said for a receiver learning how to use his speed uh, to maximize his, you know, skills? Uh, well, I think each each player has their own individual set of skills, and some guys have size, some guys have speed, some guys have quickness, some guys have you know, route savvy. Some players have a combination of more than one of those. So it's just important for the players to understand their strengths and how to use them. Um, sometimes speed is good against a player who's not as fast as you are. Um, sometimes you play against a player who's faster than you are, and the speed's not an advantage anymore. And so you have to uh, use some other tool or technique. So that's. Um, you know, that's the great thing about preseason games and, and uh, all the one-on-ones that we do in practice and training camp and so forth. So you go up against a lot of different players, and each matchup's a little bit different. But if you have an advantage, you want to try to use it. Um, maybe the advantage that you usually have might not be an advantage against a certain matchup, and you have to find something else. So that's that's for all those one-on-one matchups, whether it's quarterback, I mean, receivers and DBs or pass rushers and offensive linemen or safeties and tight ends or, I mean, whatever the case is, that's that's just fundamental um, learning how to, how to match up against different types of players and how to understand your strengths and your weaknesses and how to match up against your opponent's strengths and his weaknesses. Thank you, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, uh, Megan O'Brien's next. Go ahead, Megan. Hi, Bill. Um, I was just wondering, after watching the tape um, after yesterday's game and getting a chance to look at Jason McCourty use that safety position, based upon your evaluation of him, what did you see in training camp and in the game yesterday that, um, you know, maybe convinces you or, or proves you wrong in a different way that he might not his, – what he, his chances are playing safety or how he fits in in that role? Um, right. Well, Jason's a is a very experienced player and he understands football concepts and um, a lot of just basic basic defensive and pass defense and run force 
more uh, reps at safety, um, and those were good steps for him. Uh, he had some opportunities to play there in the game and um, you know, had some positive plays. Uh, had a couple of good tackles, made a good tackle on the goal line, run for us, and uh, was involved in some coverage plays. Um, like every player who played last night, um, there are some things that he'll learn from and uh, he'll see on film and we'll, we'll correct. Um, and there are some things that he did well that um, we can build on and he can build on. So it's a combination of those. He, we'll see how that process um, unfolds going forward, um, how much more we play him in those spots. But again, a lot of the playing players in different positions in the second and third week of preseason, even fourth week of preseason, um, just relates to building depth on our roster when we only have 46 players on the active um, game list in the regular season. And sometimes uh, if those things come up in practice where we're, we don't have depth in a certain position in practice and the player has to be ready to back up at that position or maybe has to be ready to play at that position. And having a foundation and a background in it uh, in training camp when you have a little bit of extra time to try to build that can be can be valuable so that you're not spending so much time on some very basic things that when you get into the season you have less time. So we'll see how all that unfolds going forward. But I don't think it was I think it was a good experience and hopefully um, whether he does or doesn't play safety down the road, even just the opportunity to do that um, might help him have a little better awareness of that position when he plays corner. So I think it's all positive. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, um, we'll go with Mike Reese next. Mike? All right, thanks, Aaron. Uh, good afternoon, Bill. Uh, sort of similar Mike. question, but with Cordero, with Cordero Patterson, um, he, he only has one career punt um, in the regular season. It was from 2016, or punt return, I should say. Um, what have you just sort of noticed from him as he sort of maybe worked in that role as a punt returner? How has he handled that? Oh, he's not good. He's done everything we've asked to do. We've uh, had him in a lot of different roles and different responsibilities uh, on offense and in the kicking game. And he's been great. Uh, just tries to understand what we want him to do and does his best to, to do it the way he's asked to do it. Um, some things are new to him. Some things are things he's done before. He's been used in, in many different roles in Minnesota and in Oakland. Uh, so most things he's had some exposure to, but it's something new to him. Then he's very anxious and eager to learn the way to do it and try to, try to do his best at it. And so that's a great thing. It's great to work with players like that. And then similar position uh, with Eric Decker, uh, about three weeks now since you've had him in the system. Uh, how would you characterize how Eric Decker has just sort of adjusted, um, you know, to what you guys are asking him to do? Yeah, I think Eric's um, learned everything well. Again, he had a, a background in this 
system in Denver with uh, Josh, and he's played multiple positions uh, in the offense. Uh, since he's been here, um, we used uh, a couple new formations last night. Uh, so I don't think learning is, is really a problem for him. He has a lot of experience, so some of the more sophisticated routes, um, option routes and things like that are, are all things that he's done. And it's just really a question of getting the timing and the exactly how you want to do it and seeing enough looks on it so that you and the quarterback and uh, know exactly what it is. And again, in training camp, when you're working with multiple quarterbacks and multiple receivers, um, takes a little time to get everybody to get those looks so one quarterback might see one picture and then the next picture is just slightly different making sure the quarterbacks and the receivers again see those the same way and they can anticipate what's going to happen but that just comes through repetitions and experience but he's he's learned well and he's been able to do multiple run mobile uh, play mobile positions for us that's not a problem Hey, Coach, Coach, I just wanted to ask you a little bit about Ulrich John. He uh, got a lot of work last night and has been uh, moving up the depth chart, it seems. Yeah, Ulrich has some experience uh, at at tackle in the league. He's been um, with other teams, and he's come in here and done a really good job of adapting to our system. Uh, we played him at multiple positions, um, both tackle spots and uh, also some inside guard. Uh, he learns well. He's big, strong, physical player uh, that, again, has experience in the league but hasn't had a lot of regular season game experience. Uh, but he's he's done a good job for us, and as you said, he's got a lot of playing time. We uh, have been a little depth-wise, um, been a little challenged at the tackle position at times during training camp, and that's uh, benefited both uh, Ulrich and uh, Matt Tobin. Both those players have taken advantage of their um, playing time and have been able to, I think, show up positively. Um, last night was another pretty good night for us in terms of pass protection. Um Again, there's always room for improvement. I'm not saying anything was perfect last night um, by a long shot, but overall, uh, pass protection has been pretty good in these three preseason games. There's always a lot of a lot of pressure on the tackles, so it's all Rick and Matt, LA, uh, Trent, guys that have played out there. Uh, they, you know, they've all held up pretty well. Thanks, okay, so Josie. We have time for two more. Uh, Chris Price is next. And then I, please remember to uh, hit five star to ask any questions you have. Go ahead, Chris. Thanks, Aaron. Bill, I wanted to ask you really quickly. I, I understand that it's different for different guys and different circumstances, but when you approach a player like Jason to kind of go back to the decision to move him to safety, what's that conversation like? Kind of walk us through that. Do you approach the player? Do you approach the positional coaches? How does that all kind of come about? Well, again, it's pretty similar to what we've talked about Uh, as a coaching staff we look at our depth and we 
try to think ahead to where where our next whatever the position is um, next players are coming from we can only carry so many um, guys on the 53 man roster we can only carry so many guys on the 46 man roster so uh, is it one of your starting players uh, moving to a different position and then your backup player replacing him or is it one of your backup players replacing multiple uh, starting positions uh, again there's there's different ways you can go on that but you've got to create your depth from somewhere you just don't have enough players to have multiple players at every single position on offense defense and special teams you might have it in a couple spots but there are going to be other spots that you just aren't going to be able to have it so um when we identify that as a, as a coaching staff, and again, there are a number of factors that come into play there, number of reps and opportunities, and uh, you have practice plays, you have game uh, play opportunities, um, and you have the volume of learning and, and teaching that goes into those positions too, that all those things have to be accounted for. Uh, in order to give the player an opportunity to perform, he's got to know what to do and have enough of a chance to do it so you can evaluate it. So when you put all that together, that gives you some type of a plan and uh, you present that to the player. And yeah, I think our players understand that uh, versatility and being able to do multiple things on offense, defense, and special teams creates value for them, it creates value for the team, and, and those are good things, so I, I can't ever remember a player that was resistant to doing it, sometimes it works out better with one player than, than another player, um, that's not the player's fault, some, or anybody's fault, sometimes it just it just works out better with some guys than it does with others, but a lot of times you don't know that until you try and go through the process, uh, so certainly gone back to players and, and had our own staff meetings and said uh, we tried it, that really wasn't such a good idea, it didn't work out that well, let's not spend any more time on it, let's figure something else out uh, and if that happens then that happens we just, once we know what the right answer is, then we can move forward if we don't try it and we don't know then, then you don't find out until it it really matters, and that's not always a great time to find out. Thanks. Okay, we'll take one last question. Mike Reese, you're up. All right. Yeah, um, Bill, uh, before the game, um, a lot of people took note of you on the field, um, and the, uh, the sport coat was, uh, was definitely um, was noted, and I was curious in this hard-hitting question, um, what was it about that that led that to the number one spot on your uh, sport coat depth chart there? Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, Nantucket special? Yeah, you, you've got me... Um, Thumbs on that one? Yeah, definitely back... Put me in a, in a tough spot. I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Uh, so those summer sport coat days are, are dwindling around here. So uh, this is an opportunity to uh, to wear it. Uh, Linda's 
but it's certainly upgraded my wardrobe. Uh, so really, no, no real big reason. Yeah. It was probably the closest one when I reached into the closet. There you go. Yeah, just had to get those X's and O's out of the way there. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. All right. Appreciate the non-football questions. Yeah. Have a good one. All right. Thank you.